Greetings to you, my beloved friends in Christ. It is my joy to be able to share with you in the Word of God today as I reflect with you on the theme, Pass Me Not, O Gentle Savior. The theme for today's message derives from a very famous hymn, Pass Me Not, O Gentle Savior which was written by Fanny Crosby. Fanny Crosby, uh, we hear that she was uh, a member of the United Methodist Church and um, she was uh, physically challenged um, on a side. She was actually blind. So the inspiration of uh, this hymn was as a result of uh, Fanny's uh, visit one day uh, to a prison as she you know ministered with the prisoners having sung some hymns and uh, prayed with the prisoners uh, one of the prisoners just cried out from nowhere pleading in a very loud voice good lord do not pass me by and from there fanny was uh, really inspired and she out of that, she, 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 she just wrote a hymn incorporating the line, Pass me not, O gentle Savior, as we now know uh, this hymn. So, I'm aware, I'm, I really acknowledge that um, uh, there's been some controversy on the theology of this hymn, where some argue that uh, how can you know God pass, uh, pass us by? God's grace always falls upon everyone. But that is one thing. But for me, on a very positive note, you know, the words of this hymn actually reflect our plea to Christ. It reflects our plea to Christ. Because there's a moment sometime in life where we find ourselves at crossroads, where we don't know what to do, where we are coming from, and where we are going. Sometimes we get stuck in terms of either going backwards or going forwards. And in that moment, honestly, one would find themselves in a position of crying out for help. So like blind Bethmeas, as we read in the Gospels, Bethmeas cried to Christ, Son of David, have mercy on me. And we too, like, you know, Bethmeas, we join in that cry. We join in that plea as we cry to the Lord, crying for the world, crying for the nations, crying for our families, crying for ourselves, especially at this time when we are all vulnerable. The world is at standstill. We need to cry. We need to make a plea to God for restoration, for healing, and for peace. So in this message, I want to encourage someone today to say, as all this is happening, your plea, your cry, my plea and my cry to God is, Lord, have mercy. Pass me not by. So in today's text from Psalms and uh, uh, the Gospel of Mark, 
where we read uh, today, we obviously see that um, in some, God is in action. We see God's infinite power in restoring and healing his people, in particular the nation of Israel. We see God at work as he demonstrates his power upon his people who are powerless, who cannot help themselves. They are, like as I said, maybe in a position, in a situation of being at crossroads. So we see God's power, God in action, in terms of restoring and healing. And in the Gospel of Mark, we see Jesus Christ's response to suffering as he demonstrates his power to heal. We read that there's an encounter here of Jesus and uh, uh, Simon Peter's mother-in-law as she is healed. And many other people are brought to Christ uh, on that evening as they also come seeking for healing. And I want to tell you this, that no one goes back the same. They are all healed. So as we talk about, about healing, well, that's what we can see clearly. The theme on restoration and healing from both Psalms and Mark. I want to, I want to, 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 to persuade you, my friend. I want to encourage you that that's what God's nature is. He is the God of restoration. He is the God of healing. And God, as God has healed many people in the past, God can do so always. And he can do so now. So we stand in a position of faith and trust and hope to say that as God has healed people before, God has not stopped. He is still at work. The same gracious, the same loving and merciful God, he is still at work. He is a very work of restoring and healing. So we, that's what we've seen in Psalm, where we read in verse 2, that God has gathered, God has brought back the exiles. If we can think of, of, of exile, people who are in exile, they are all scattered. Some of them to a point of where they don't even have an identity of their own. They have lost any sense of dignity. They have lost their status. But how encouraging it is, my friends, as we read from Psalm, that God has brought back the, the outcasts. God has brought back the exiles. He has restored them. By restoring, I'm thinking of being restored Give, being given back their identities, their status, their dignity, and their sense of pride. That's what God can do. When we are all at loss, when we don't know what to do next, that's what we have seen God can do. He restores. He has restored the city of Jerusalem. He has restored the nation of Israel 
given them back their identity and their pride. We hear that God has healed the brokenhearted. We read that in Psalms. So we can see God in action, demonstrating his power of healing. Those who are bro brokenhearted, people who are experiencing, people who are going through times of you know, depression, hating, frustration, anger, we read that God has healed the brokenhearted. And he, he, he has bound their wounds. That's what he does. So he heals, he binds their wounds, and then he raises them up. How encouraging. That's what we have seen God doing. God's power at work in Psalms. And in Mark, that is also emphasized as we see Jesus in, in, in action. Where Jesus models genuine, spiritual, emotional, and physical intimacy. I'm very much, you know, encouraged and for me, I find it very striking how Jesus you know, connects with people. That intimacy, physical intimacy. Okay, today we, 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 we talk of, you know, the, 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 the popular jargon, social distancing, face masking. But here in this account, in this narrative, for me, I'm challenged that Jesus does not distance. Jesus does not distance from, from the people in, who are in need. Actually, as he has been told about Simon Peter's mother-in-law, we hear that Jesus draws closer to this woman. He touches this woman by hand. He ministers unto this woman. He summons the fever. He summons the illness to depart and to leave this woman. And instantly, Simon Peter's mother-in-law is healed. Can you, can you understand? Can you imagine? Can, can we appreciate that in these times when we are talking of social distance, when we are talking of these, you know, boundaries and restrictions, but I'm, I'm very much encouraged that in all these circumstances, in these situations that unfortunately we find ourselves in, Christ will come into those situations. Please, please, I still want to say to everyone, let us play safe and let us be responsible. We will continue to observe the restrictions and the regulations. We will continue to observe the social distancing, the face masking and everything. But I'm just saying, but Christ, Christ is above that. He will walk into our situations. He will walk into those circumstances and bring healing to the people who are helpless, to the people who are hopeless. He heals the brokenhearted. He binds their wounds. That's what Christ does. He touched the woman and many other people that were brought to him that evening. He touched them and they were all healed. Friends, I am saying, we are a people of faith. Let us make a plea. Let us cry to God as we plead for a miracle. 
I believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. Because God is still at work today. Let us not give up. Let us be optimistic. Let us keep our hope, our faith and trust in Christ for a, for a, for a miracle of healing. The healing of the world. The healing of our nations. Healing of our families. And the healing of ourselves. I am very much encouraged by, you know, uh, Captain Sir Tom, who, who died in, in the past few days. What a hero, Captain Sir Tom. A beacon of hope for the world. In one of the interviews, in his own words, you know, Captain uh, Sir Tom says, the sun will shine again. Things will get better. Let us be optimistic. So from those words of encouragement from Captain Setom, I am saying that's the spirit we all want to, 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 to embrace. To say in these times of difficulty, in our times of challenges, in our troubled world and societies, we can still stand and make a cry and plead to say, pass me not, O gentle Savior. As you heal the world, as you heal the nations, pass me not, O gentle Savior. This is our cry, our plea of faith. As we join with the cry of Bartimaeus, the cry of other saints, the cry of people who are praying and interceding, let us join in that plea of hope and of trust and faith. Jehovah God, Jehovah Rapha is our healer. I pronounce and I pray, I declare and decree for the healing of the world, of our nations, our families, and ourselves, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Let us receive our blessing and our miracle of healing. God bless you.